Hiya. Welcome to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. I'm Nicole Tricksteinbach, the International Bravery Coach and your host. This episode, so fun. I don't know if I've ever done a part two, but this is indeed a part two. I got so much feedback about episode 93 from December 15th, 2022. The topic was a question, a question submitted by one of you audience members. And the question was this, how do I hire more women? And I knew I was giving an answer that a lot of people weren't going to be super comfortable with. Because the question, and definitely listen to the full episode if you haven't yet, but here's the summary. The question is the wrong question. The question places the blame and all of the responsibility on the people, current systems and norms and assumptions keep out. (laughs) So like the wrong freaking question. And the question that I recommend is, how am I going to find, approach, encourage, focus on every candidate? How am I going to change the process where I advertise, the questions I'm asked, the shortlist that I accept, who I reach out to, et cetera, so that I get a more holistic candidate pool, that I interview a more holistic, inclusive group of people, and I hire for culture growth, not culture fit. Okay. Now, Definitely listen to the podcast episode because I said a lot more and I gave a lot more context. And I got a lot of feedback, okay? I got feedback from female managers and female executives who consistently listen to this podcast. Thank you very much. In bio, pharma, academia, manufacturing, government, tech, and and engineering. And across the board, every single one, with the exception of I think two or three, said, I had never thought of it this way. It's actually not about exclusively putting the responsibility onto the women. <laughs> it is also my responsibility, they wrote as the hiring manager, as the executive, to look at what language is in the job post. How are we going out? Where are we advertising? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So many women, so many women wrote to me and said, wow, never thought of it that way. Two or three wrote, thank you so much. I'm sending this to my recruiter. Thank you so much. I'm sending this to my chief of staff. This is what I have been trying to describe. Thank you. Okay. 
Then I had people who had follow-up questions, really organizational questions. I'm not going to advertise for any sort of software or service on my podcast, (laughs) except for mine, let's be honest. But what I will say is that there are amazing platforms out there, some are free, some are paid, that will evaluate your job description and your posting process for inclusion, for equity, and for tone. So for example, the word aggressive, aggressive targets, aggressive market share, that's going to pull in a certain subsection of society. And you all know who I'm talking about. And it's going to push away the people who look at sustained growth, significant growth, significant market share, collaborative growth, etc., etc. So there are amazing services out there and they're incredible tools. A very easy Google search will pull up some of them. So please do that. Then I got questions about how, how do I have this conversation with recruiting? How do I reach out to people to answer those questions? And I, y'all, I answered every single email that came in, but I wanted to make a follow-up episode to cover this as well. Cause your feedback and your input, it matters to me in this podcast. Okay. So how, right? How do I talk to recruiting? How do I talk to my manager's manager about this? How do I talk? Okay, the answer is crucial conversations. I have a podcast episode about that. It's inside of the Build Your Brave framework. It totally turns important and potentially difficult conversations on its head so that you can have clarity, you can have momentum. You can stay in your accountability, the Build Your Brave framework, so that you create a win-win situation or you create a situation where you're not the problem. (laughs) You actually know what the problem is, right? So crucial conversations. And the second part about, you know, what do you mean advertising? What do you mean reaching out? What do you mean about? That's spider networking. If you are hiring you should be the biggest marketer for your available position. That means you really should. And y'all, I don't like the word should a lot of the times. But in this case, you really must. Let's be real. You must reach out to your network. And I don't mean post it on LinkedIn one go. I mean emails to the people that you know, like, and trust. LinkedIn messages to the people in the know, reaching out to organizations. For example, if you are hiring in tech, Anita B is a great organization. You're going to get a lot of women and a lot of non-binary people through that channel. You know, there's the Black Engineering Association. Yes, amazing, right? In Europe, there are a ton of affinity groups. It is your job to use your spider network to market your position. This is your team, your KPIs. This is indeed part of your role. So use the spider networking. I have an entire episode about that as well. 
I want to be really clear here with the spider networking. My clients who are in executive roles and are hiring and use spider networking, they increase the number of qualified applicants by a factor of at least two. In fact, one of them had me come in and talk to their global recruiting team and explain to them how to train all of the executives <laughs> on how to market their positions. If you want the best talent, you've got to put time in. This is not something you can outsource completely. All right. But the last type of feedback was absurd. Absurd. Now, I'm not going to read word for word the silliness that came in, but I am going to give you a few little quotes. Women get less feedback and they get hired less frequently because male leaders and male colleagues are afraid of what will happen to them if the woman gets offended. Another person wrote, and and this is a direct quote, this is a very sad consequence of the Me Too movement. Women should stop blaming if they want to have professional success. Y'all, listen. I got so many of these emails that I actually started to copy and paste my responses. You want to know why? Well, a lot of these came over social media and you, some of them just got flat blocked because my block game is strong. But some people, while some of these men had these sentences in their email. Overall, I perceived the tone as, hey, I want to help. Here's an experience you may not have thought about. Those people deserve one response. And now I'm going to share with you my one response. This is a direct reading. And there was a typo in my copy and paste, which hilarious, but also it's me. Here we go to the feedback that it's women's fault because men are scared of being offended. What a pity to read of such failure in internal leadership and trust of themselves. I'd guess the folks who are thinking they are silenced or feel on shaky ground are more familiar now that their statements and approaches have been ill-informed at best. I hope they leverage support from men who are better informed, reflect and grow as humans, and listen to women when they share statements and approaches are poor. What once was acceptable isn't anymore. And we all get to grow and benefit from higher standards and greater inclusion. We all 
get to grow and benefit from higher standards and greater inclusion. This is a message directly to the people making excuses for not hiring women and for not giving feedback to women. I have another podcast episode about that. Got the same kind of silly, absurd feedback. (sighs) What was acceptable is no longer acceptable. And now you need to grow. Women, people of color, immigrants all over the world, we are more connected, we are more informed, and we have more options. If you want to stay in the game, you have to grow. You have to listen. You have to reflect. And you have to support each other. You have to get very clear. You have to create momentum towards your own growth, towards organizational growth, and towards the growth of inclusion. And then you have to hold yourselves accountable. That is not our job. Our job is to do the same things for ourselves and for the organizations lucky enough to have us in their organizations. And now a special message to the core of my audience. In between 70 and 75% of you are women. There's so much opportunity. There's so much possibility. And you deserve to experience a space that is inclusive and welcoming a space of mutual growth, a space of cultural growth, of brave spaces. If that's not currently your reality, you can make it your reality. My clients build the skill of bravery and you can too. When you are brave, you have clarity You have momentum and you have accountability towards the life and the career that you really want so that you're no longer wondering, how can I get hired as a woman? And you're no longer accepting this idea that men feeling uncomfortable is somehow our fault. Instead, you boldly move forward to your specific bravery, to your unique goal, and you enjoy a lot more of your life because you are stressing less, you are working less, and you are earning more. This is all available to you, and I can help. Until next week, brave it hey before you go if you find the brave concepts i share in this podcast useful and you want personal in-depth support to reach your brave goals i invite you to apply for my six month one-on-one build your brave coaching package 
I coach you and I teach you everything you need to know to get clear, get going, and become your brave you. Imagine you and me together for six months building your bravery so that no matter your goal, no matter where you're starting, we celebrate your results. You will stress less, you will work less, and you will earn a lot more. Go to tricksteinbach.com and schedule your consultation. Till next week, brave it up.